welcome to the Slices podcast, bringing you pieces of the world through lived experiences. Hey, welcome to the Slices podcast. And today with me, we have Wendy. Hello, Wendy. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Grace. Thank you. I I didn't even introduce myself. So I'm Grace. I'm the host of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at me. Um, So Wendy will be speaking to us about her uh, move from uh, La France, from France to the UK, London, uh, which is where we both met. But before we get into uh, that part of the conversation, we're going to go into the A Slice of Wendy segment, which is where Wendy will share with us um, anything that she's sort of working on at the moment, if she's reading a really cool book, watching a wacky show, um, just so you can get to know her a little bit. So Wendy, please share a slice of yourself with us. Hey, ah, a slice of me. I like that segment already. And and uh, before I want to talk, I just want to say uh, I love uh, the idea of uh, your podcast. I actually was waiting on it when you uh, kind of hey. told me before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you well-traveled and uh, you always like a pleasure to talk to. So I really was, uh, I mean, I, I'm quite excited for, for this. Uh, so slice of me, what I do... Um, Okay, my hobby at the minute, I also I have a podcast and YouTube channel called boo-boo.madras.tv. Uh, at the minute, you have, uh, well, one, one, one is in France, in French. So it's uh, me and my boyfriend. Basically, we're talking about what it is like to be in couple, to be black, to be young parents. Yeah. Um, and so, and then you have another thing on the podcast as well called, uh, on the podcast, on the channel called uh, parents kind of where i'm with my best friend who lives in thailand and we both uh we used to be he's still a single dad and i used to be a single mom so we're kind of going through um different episodes and how we've been talking so it's a little bit a little bit like a therapy type of thing um so yeah yeah and the last book that I've read is called Mespic pas la vie mec. Okay. <laughs> so Can you, are you going to translate that for us? <laughs> sure, definitely. Mespic pas la vie mec means uh, don't um, don't explain me, basically. Mm. Uh, so it's been written by Rokaya Diallo and uh, okay. uh, the drawings of Oblachette. Uh, so I'm going to actually do a, like a little uh, review with my boyfriend because it's very feminist. And uh, he was rolling his eyes when it was, when I was reading that. So I wanted to kind of have a debrief with him. So it's going to be super fun. Um, next week, by you make, yeah. <laughs> cool. Sounds great. So your Bubu in Madras uh, page, where can people find that? Is that on Instagram, Twitter? Uh, where are you? Yes, yes, yes. I'm definitely, though I'm not on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. So bubu.madras. And then uh, on YouTube, bubu.madras.tv. Oh. Oh, cool. So how long have you been in the UK now? Ooh, since uh, the Olympic Games 2012. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah. laughs> so was the Olympic Games the reason what brought you over to the UK or would it, it just happen to coincide with when you came? Literally, no, I, I was supposed to come for my brother's wedding in 2012. Uh, yeah. And so on holidays, and I end up just staying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah. was there a so there was no plan? You just said I'm going for a wedding. 
and now I'm here. There was no, I want to leave France behind. So before we go into that, where where yeah. in France are you actually from, born and raised and everything? Uh, I was born uh, and raised in Rennes. Rennes, which is like the west part. Uh, it's like maybe two hours away from Paris and okay. west part, close to Saint-Malo, Nantes, Brest. Uh, so I went, as I swear, I, left, I lived uh, it was quite, it's a university city. So when you go to Rennes, it's nice because it's still quite quiet. It's, it's not hectic like Paris, but you do get the youth vibe because if there is a yeah. like big university there. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So were you, you just decided to, you, you'd had enough of Rennes or you've had, you had, you'd had had enough of France? Um, or... I, I lived uh, Rennes when I was 18 years old and I actually went Ooh. to America. Oh, so, yeah. okay. So I went there. I literally, why did I leave? Like, I had a scholarship, a basketball scholarship uh, to go to America, uh, which okay. is amazing. And I was ready for it. You know, when people go to <laughs> airplanes and air, airport and they say to the parents, oh, you're going to miss me. It was nothing for me. I was <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. But you don't even have to drop me there. I know my way, you know, like I was ready because I always felt like Rennes was a little bit too small. You know, when you spend mm-hmm. the whole time, like in a town, like you would go into, we always joke, like when you go into the main streets um, of Rennes, you can meet, you meet everybody, you know, the same day, yeah. you know, because it's so small. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just um, ready to go. And and also the, the mentality, I don't know, I feel like I was not fitting at, at one point. I felt like I was a little bit like, like um, you know, uh, the the what's happened on on the politics, what's happened, like the little discussions, the, the everything that was around me. I felt like it, it cannot be just it. Like let me just go somewhere else. Yeah. So Ren is home, but while you were technically home, you didn't feel like you were you fitting. You didn't feel like this was your home, really. Exactly. Yeah. It was just so small. Yeah. Okay, so then you went to America to play basketball, which I didn't know, um, <laughs> um, which is great. So where in America um, were you and how long were you there for? Hey, Missouri Valley College, MVC, the Vikings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I studied there for three years. Um, so I arrived. It was, uh, I remember it was like uh, snowing, but I was so happy. So it, it added to the magic uh, but, but it was it was nice. So I went there. Yeah, studied there for three years. Studied journalism, uh, okay. and then uh, yeah, three years. And then after the three years, it, it was just amazing. Like I would recommend anybody to have that college experience in America. It's just uh, everything, and you know, I, f- I also feel like all the jobs that I have basically is because people are kind of curious to know about my experience there, which is great. You know, yeah. gets you a foot in the door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. So once you finished in America, you came back to France? So, yeah, so it's a little bit more complicated than that, as in, uh, not complicated, but interesting. As in, I, it's supposed to be four years in order for you to graduate. However, mm. I got there and uh, after a year, my parents were like, okay, you know what, you're a big woman now, you can pay for own school. So I used to work on the, can't you say that, on the... The, the campus, right? And I also had a little gig that was so nice in a little historical town just next to um, where I was in Marshall, Marshall Town. Mm. However, I didn't have the good visa to work there. So I was paying, it was good money. 
You know, in America, that's what I like. When you waitress and they hear my accent, oh my God, it was like, it was almost like being a super, you know, like they send you like, like tips at you like crazy. Uh, but then when they told me I couldn't work there anymore, I was like, well, if I can't work there any- anymore, like I can't, I cannot do, you know what I mean? I cannot pay my school. I can't do nothing. So I cannot stay. So I said, okay, you know what? To regroup, I'm going to go to my uh, brother's wedding. And uh, yeah, and yeah. then I found some job in, in London. So I never went back, finally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so London 2012. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was the job? What did hey, you do? Tell so, us. <laughs> I was, you know, that's what I like with London, you know, because there's so many restaurants everywhere. So you can be yeah. hired, like, basically on the spot. So I sent my CV to so many places. And then there was, like, a little... Um, Spanish restaurant that were looking for people that were speaking English. So the whole staff was actually uh, speaking Spanish. So they had like a little bit of trouble of um, with talking with the, the clients. So I was the yeah. only CV that of a person that actually was not Spanish. And so they say, oh, she's from America. She come from America. So she must be speaking English. And they hired me. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it was nice, La Copa, I remember, just literally at Nat Tra- yeah. Trafalgar Square, um, not Piccadilly Circus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before going to America, were you, had you already learned how to speak English from France oh. and then you went over there with a certain level and then that you sort of built yeah. up? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I, I had a good level in France, you know, <laughs> French people, French people, people will tell you this. I think we have, uh, it's very hard for us, you know, English. We, I don't know if it's because we don't like the language or I don't know, but we are very, very tough. It's very, very tough for us to grasp the English language. But I had a very, very good uh, level when I was at school. So I had like the best grades um, all the time, every single grade. And then I go to America and I couldn't understand anything of what's being said, you know? <laughs> so I thought because I was good at school, I would go to America. I'm like, okay, we good. But no, no, it wasn't like that at all. So I had to kind of relearn uh, English there. So obviously the written the written part was easy. So the school part was easy. It's more the oral, the conversation. Practice bas- at basketball was hard. I couldn't understand my coach. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> so I look dumb. Oh my god. But that's fun. That's all fun though. <laughs> so how so at what point when you were in the UK, at what point did you realize I'm not going back to France? Oh, oh, um I think I knew that I would never come back to France when I jump on the plane to go study in America. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So it started long before yeah. the UK. Yeah. I was ready to go. Since I remember when I was in a in a kinder kindergarten, maybe primary school. Uh, I've actually told all my friends that I have. I'm actually American, and I have been. Uh, I'm just there, like just as a transit. And I remember people were like, <laughs> "She's a liar." And then I was like, "No, I'm actually American." That so I was lying about this like long time before. So I really yeah. was ready to go. And I was like, I'm not coming back. (laughs) So what what was it about France that made you feel like I'm just ready to leave and never return? Um, So, uh, you know what? I think that I would would think the opportunities. One thing that I I thought I, I did good by living is when I was going back just 
on holidays to friends. The first thing is mm-hmm. I, I could see my friends that I left for years, like three years later, I come back for holidays and I see they're just doing the same thing. Uh, and I yeah. was like, nah, this is not good. And they are very, very bright. I remember I, studied, I started um, law school with one of my friends and I come back and she's now working in like a, a small uh, company and HR. And I'm like, can you imagine? But it's not really HR. It's more like um, you, she was placing people to go do some um, cleaning. And I was like, can you imagine? Okay. You need like so many years of <laughs> law to do this, you know, I was like, I couldn't comprehend it, you know? So um, I was like, I was right from the get go uh, with that because the amount of opportunity you have in UK, even even without speaking about US, in UK rather than in yeah. France is just crazy. I never in France, like, I would have been able to find a job in two, in two days, you know, <laughs> being a waiter. Yeah. So, yeah. And what, um, the lack of opportunities. What what are they? What are they based on in France? Is it age or where mm. in France you're living? Race? Yeah. What what are the? I think limits? two things. Two two things. The first thing I think would be, uh, France. You know, in their mind, whenever whatever you do at school is whatever you have to know where you want to go. Yeah. And yeah, I've heard this one. And yeah, it's crazy to think that. You know, for instance, the, I did um, uh, baccalaureate, which is, I think, the GCSE equivalent or something like that. G- GSE or yeah. GCSE, whatever. And I think it's A-level. A-level, yeah, A-level. maybe. Yeah, yeah, the back. The back, I think. Yeah. And from that, you have to choose what kind of A-level you want to do, you know. And so you have the yeah. literature, you have the economical and history, and you have the scientifical. And from even just choosing that, it would be harder for you to get to certain university. And I'm like, this is dumb. You know, I like to read. Okay. But it doesn't mean that I, you know, I would not be good in math or that I would not be good in anything that has to do with history, you know? So people would be like, so I went to literature and now I work in IT. Never in France would I be able to do that. They would be like, no, for you yeah. to be in IT, you have to be more of a scientific profile or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, this is, this is, ridiculous right now the job that i do when i looked into like cvs or what the criteria that they want for those same position in france you have to have to it's mandatory for you to have been in a um, engineering school and i'm like wow so and that's all the jobs that similar to the job that you're doing now in the uk exactly so this is the lack of this is the first thing the second thing would be 100 percent race we're gonna we're gonna be true. Here, yeah, eh? it is. Tell us about that being black in France. <laughs> huh. This is and and right now they're waking up though. I look at them from afar and I'm like, you know, keep keep you know fighting. You know, Hokaya Diallo, for instance, that I that I wrote in the book. Like she's yeah. very um, she's militant. She's she's doing amazing. And one thing with France, sorry, I'm I'm just continuing. One thing with France as well is like the the okay. racism is so subtle. That even sometimes, okay. yeah. that's that's interesting because we've always um, had the idea that in France it was, you know, the racism in the UK is subtle, but the racism in France is overt. So it's quite interesting that mm-hmm. you've said, you know, being French yourself, that you thought that it's yeah. subtle as well. It is. It is huh. You know what? To be honest with you, here I when I because I'm in London, I guess in London, uh, and it yeah. is a little bit more, I think, open minded. 
uh, I must admit that the racism here, I never, I mean, I can cope with it because as long as it doesn't prevent me of doing my day-to-day job or having opportunities, and I had so many of them, that I feel like, you know what, <laughs> I'm good here and I don't really see it. But in France, yeah. the lack of opportunity and the lack of, um, you know, the, the way people will look at you and the little remarks and the jokes, even at your job, like I look at my brother, he works in France, uh, used to be in the UK, the, the one that came for a wedding for, like he went back to France. Yeah. And I could see the way they were making jokes, like, oh, can you play bowling? Uh Beranger. And I'm like, why would he not know? You know? <laughs> play, play what? Yeah, like it's, not, like, um, it's, it's a French thing that is called pétanque. So it's a little bit like bowling, but not really. Okay. I, I'm trying to find something. That is, I don't know how you call yes. it. It's pétanque, it's called. So there is balls and you have to knock them off or whatever. And it's very uh, south of France. It's very a game that is proper French. And they ask, okay, would you know how to do you know how to play this? And I'm like, why are they asking you? Like, you're the only black guy in the, in the company. Why are you asking you, you know? And also the fact that my, my brother yeah. was, like, dancing, like, with them and stuff like that. Trying to make himself feel, I don't know, I felt sometimes that he was, he was trying to be over nice so that people would not, yeah. you know, attached to him some stereotype or be scared of him because I mean he goes to gym and right? he's ripped you know proper ripped you know yeah. so that's what I'm thinking maybe that's why he was trying to do all those little things that he was he didn't have to do here you know when he was in the UK and working so it's very it's subtle it's subtle and, and, and if you don't play into this game they're gonna say oh you don't you don't really fit the culture of the company so we're not gonna keep you you know <laughs> yeah what, what was settling in like you didn't you didn't have any friends you just had your brother what was the settling in phase you know making friends meeting people and was were you lonely yeah. what was that whole um, the whole season I guess of settling well, in what was that one like? thing that is uh, with um with London especially when you come at, at a young age uh, I think I was what 22 at the time um is that you have that thing that it's not really familiar in France, is that that, you know, being roommates and housemates, you know, so you're in a house and then everybody yeah. rent a room. You know, I was used to, okay, yeah. you go and you have your own, like even if it's a small flat, your own. But it is, in London, you can't do that because yeah. it's very, it's too expensive for any of this. You know, yeah. you can't think of that. <laughs> uh, so obviously when I had my own place, my housemates were like my A1, like they were my friends. We would go like to each other's room and stuff like that. Then I was doing some uh, placement on, um, with like agencies for waitressing. So all the time you meet some people, yeah. then you take the numbers and that's how you meet them. Uh, so yeah, so that's how I did. And I, I'm quite sociable and I'm very out, yeah, how is it, outgoing. So I think that it was quite easy for me to kind yes. of meet so many people. And one thing that I loved with here in, in UK is like, if you have beef with someone, London is so wide that you can just, cut, you can ghost them. Ghosting, you you can't ghost people in hand. <laughs> like you're literally going to step outside, they're going to see you. Okay. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> I hope, I hope you don't have beef with people I, I, anymore. Listen, Wendy. I've got so many people <laughs> since I arrived in UK. Oh, no, I've got them. The men's, you know. 
Yeah. So let's talk about the men's. So I know you, yeah. you were here for a long time. You certainly, I'm sure there yeah. was, you know, dating involved. What is? Are, are there any particular differences between dating in the UK or dating in London and dating in Hen, Okay, so, oh my God. So dating in Hen was almost inexistent for me. Uh, that was crazy because... Okay. Actually, that's what I said to my people. When they see me come back, they say, oh, you're different. Like, you you, you, are more confident and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, because actually, y'all been lying to me my whole life, friends. You guys made me believe I was ugly. Well, I was not. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely when I when I grew up in France and stuff like that, I was like the, the good friend, you know, because I don't know. I was always like... And I guess the black girls in my, because I, I was in school, there were like a lot of like white people almost. So I guess, yeah. and also I was quite big, you know, I was quite fat. So definitely yeah. nobody, I, I was a good friend. Then I started basketball and in basketball, my physique, the being tall and big is something that people are looking for. Coach wants those type of players. So I was like, okay, so maybe I'm, I need to continue that. And when I went to America, they were like, you're not big at all. Like, <laughs> I guess the, <laughs> the measurement changes, you know? So here, I was a bit on the heavy side. When you arrive in America, they're like, you are, no. Like, I, I would go to shops and find my size right away. Uh, men would come and say, like, oh, what's your name? They used to, they like to say, uh, oh, you know, I don't know how to speak French, but I know how to say, voulez-vous coucher avec moi? You know, I was like, <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. So I was like, which means, you know, like, would you like to sleep with me? Like in re uh, reference to Moulin Rouge, I think. Yeah. So obviously when you get to there, like you, I, that's when basically my uh, dating life kind of expand. Um, dating wise, yeah. I think that there was a, there were, there were a lot of players, but one thing that was, that was hard for me was um, to, you know, in, in here, when you say to someone, okay, we're going to meet, it doesn't mean that you guys are going to meet, you know, it's just a courtesy, you know? So <laughs> so when I was I was speaking with, with people and they were like, okay, can you remember we're going to meet? Nah, nah, nah. And it never really happens. I'm thinking, okay. Uh, in France, though, when you say I'm going to meet, you guys actually will meet, you know? It's just like, okay, I'm, I, I was just saying, you know, like, it's not, stop calling me. We're not going to meet, you know? <laughs> so now, now, now you have, you know, you have your partner, you have your kids and, you, you know, you have your own family unit. Is this, would you say the UK is home now for your family or is there possibility of, you know, returning to France or is this where you guys mm, plan to my parents raise your children? <laughs> I, I yeah. never want to go back yeah. to France. Um, I <laughs> I don't want to I don't I, you know what I'm still yeah. French and you know there is that that Brexit thing and if everything happens and you know we need to move I think that we will however I don't see it coming like I don't want to like my friend and it's so weird as well because we are in UK but my son goes to a French school so it's like I like it here yeah. I love it here but I like a little bit some French elements like I want it's it's I don't want to go back into the into the actual country. I think that right now they're very much transitioning as well, <laughs> you know, in terms of how they treat black people. So yeah. um, I think that I'm good in UK yeah. for a little for now. Uh, if I were to move, to, in my mind, it would be in Canada. Okay, I do know. I know quite a few um, 
it's quite a common yeah. sort of move, isn't it? I know quite a lot of, a lot of French people move yes. to uh, Quebec. I don't know if that's where you're planning to move in Canada, but quite a right. few French people, especially black French people, tend to make the leap mm-hmm. and leave France and end up in Yeah, Quebec. I agree. My brother is now uh, Canadian. <laughs> he's a programmer. Yeah, he's Canadian, so he's gone. We wow. lost him. And then my cousin, <laughs> she actually went there as well, and she stayed there now. She, she She's like full on. Uh, so and she came to UK before, but then she went there and she stayed there, and that's what she calls home now. Uh, so I was thinking maybe because you, you see, there is some good things in France, but you want the mentality, do you want like another mentality? And I feel like Quebec has a little bit more of a US mentality, a little bit like in, in terms of um, you know, openness and in terms yeah. of um, how you want to treat like foreigners, I would say, and same as UK. There is um th- there is a lot of um there are quite a few or maybe a lot of black people you know black French people that do leave France and you know they end up in the, mm-hmm. I know there's a big community in the UK or they end up in mm-hmm. uh, Quebec as we spoke in Canada and there's also um quite a lot got moving right. to well, places yeah. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, America and is that all tying back to what you spoke about earlier about the opportunities and all the and how rigid France is when it comes to sort oh, of yeah. employment oh yeah I would, I education would, I said that to my friends all the time when I go back I'm like there is I don't know I don't understand the black French entrepreneur who stays in France like you you better off even go to Africa to be honest yeah um, and have you know raise yeah. some kind of capital and go back to Africa because I don't know. The opportunities are so small and even the way of thinking is very, you know, again, to tie it into school, like they really want you to follow a certain path. And then if your path makes sense to them, then you're going to get the job. And I'm like, but it doesn't matter in here. If tomorrow I want to change my career, I just change career. You know what I mean? And I'm and I take the leap and I apply and I and I put you yeah. know things, other things. But in France, you cannot do that. Like you have to do like a like um equivalency exam. And I'm like, what is this? Like is that for every every sector, every any sector you want to go uh, into, you have to do sort of an entrance. I think it's more for IT. I think it's maybe more for IT and things that are a bit more engineering, okay. you know. Um yeah, this sheds more light on why there's, you know, there's mm-hmm. been a huge uh, exodus of black people leaving, young black people leaving France and mm-hmm. trying to make it. Yeah. Um, elsewhere. I admire the people that stays and fight cool. uh, the good fight in France because it sounds like a war. It's such a war, and I mean, it feels that way when I see how uh, you know Rokaya Diallo, for instance. I just say her because if you go into her Twitter and you see how she get, whew, um you know, bashed. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, they are very much in the middle of, you know, trying to define what's correct or not, you know, in a way of, you know, kind of redefining what is to be Black in France. And uh, there is a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback. So yeah. it feels that quarter each time she goes to a, because she's Muslim as well, on top of it. So, <laughs> so... Whew, so yeah. it feels like war when she goes there, and I feel her pain. So that's why it feels like it feels so heavy. And for you, what does it hmm. mean to be black in France for you? Uh, what does it mean? I think that uh, I don't know. I think that when you are when you're black in it's it's a lot of you have to dilute yourself basically. You cannot be your true self. 
uh, when you are in France. You have to be a little bit, you know, speak a little bit with your inner voice, um, be a little bit more like understanding of the jokes they make, uh, try and not get offended with things that would offend you or, or offensive. Um, there is a lot of diluting. So I think yeah. you have to, yeah, you have to be ready to kind of, um, kind of, uh, how you say that, ignore a lot of the noise and try and stay focused uh, when you're black in France. Yeah. Which, which I don't want to do anymore, which I don't want to do at all because I've been taught not to do so. So, and I like my outer voice. It's hard. It's it's complicated to be there, but you know what? It's complicated to be there once you've been out and to go back. Because if you're there and grew up there, you're kind of okay. used to it. Yeah. And sometimes when I go and I speak to my to to my uh, to my friends, uh, and I see that they, I don't want to say, uh, you know, like the movie Get Out. You know, they're a bit like in a in that, in that zone. You know, I, I feel like they just. <laughs> Not, I don't want to say sleeping because you cope whatever you cope and you act the way you want to act. But there are certain things that I'm like, yeah, this what happened right there is not normal. And they're like, oh, I'll just let it go. And I'm like, mm. you see, that's why I'm not coming back because I could not let it go anymore because I've seen that it's not what it's supposed to be. People just think that it's just because French are a little bit rude and they do have that uh, image of, okay, France, French being rude. Um, when you see movies and stuff like that, a bit strange, yeah. a bit whatever. But me as a French person, and the French, the white French are like, no, we're not rude, and da 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, I guess because you're white, when you go back, you don't feel the rudeness. But when I go back, I feel it. I absolutely feel it. Um, yeah. And it's crazy. And maybe I was like that before yeah. as well, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, uh, Wendy. Yeah. I've really enjoyed talking to you. So, so much. Nice. Very nice. It's been a pleasure speaking yes, to you. Well, definitely. Thank you uh, for coming yeah. on. Thank you for having me. That was a, an excellent show. I had a lot of thank fun you. kind of remembering all this. And, uh, and yeah, thank you. Great. Yeah. Thank you to all of you for listening. And um, let me know what your opinions are of the episode and what you thought of what Wendy um, spoke about. Do you agree with her? <laughs> Are you French too or don't you agree with her? Bye-bye. <laughs> so, yeah, let me know. Thank you.